This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. <laughs> I put the shades on to start the show. These are the sunglasses Devin wish he had. I look good. This isn't on video. So the listeners that are listening, just know I look fucking good. The little mind games for old Dev here. It's the pick on podcast. You got Devin Tejada. We haven't done one since July 9th was the last pay-per-view. Felt, uh, well, not July 9th, but in the beginning of July was the last pay-per-view. I'll take these bad off. I'll put those on time to time if I want to, you know, so you can't read me. Uh, so it's been a while. It's been a while for a pay-per-view pick them. Uh, how you feeling, Dev? I, I know I'm in your head, but how, do, you, do you feel like I'm in your head? How are you doing? You know, um, if everybody knew how much shit we talk back and forth via text every day throughout the day, we have to. Um, we should maybe like screenshot some of this shit and just post it so people know. can have a good laugh. You're really hard on <laughs> fighters. I don't know. Like our relationship <laughs> with fighters would be ruined if they saw what you said about him. Like Chris Wyman. Oh. Like I mean, I like Chris Wyman. He would murder you if you saw what he wrote about him. But yes, we talk a lot of shit. I'm very confident. I'm on a nice little heater. And uh, I've beaten you like the past like year and a half, it feels like. I can't even tell you the last time you won. I've been smoking you. Um, That's a far this stretch. Is a, this is a big card right here, okay? The main card is fantastic, right? We lost Kutalaba and Antkalayev, which sucked. But the, the undercard is not great, right? It's, it's a lot of no-name people, but I do think there's some interesting fights here. So, without further ado, you know the rules. Everyone who's listening knows the rules. You need all the help you can get. You're going to go first. I'll let you pick first. First fight of the night is Kai Kakamaka third. The third, excuse me. He's minus 230 favorite. He is fighting Tony Kelly, who was 5-1, and one, plus 195. Underdog, both making the UFC debut. Devin Tejada, how you breaking this fight down, baby? Um, what are the what are the odds on this fight? Have they even been released yet? Yeah, I found them. They're Kai is two thirty minus two thirty favorite. Kelly's a plus one ninety five underdog. Yeah, Kai's just he just fought last week too. Um, so he he's he's gonna be in shape still. Um, the weight cut should be a bit easier for him. They're not doing a catchweight, right? They're doing it at 45. I think it's 45, yep. 45. I'm surprised. You know, there's a lot of catchweight fights this short notice. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to go. I'm going to make it short. I, I, I like the Hawaiian fighters. Um, I'm going to go with Kai Kamaka the third. Um, he, he comes out of a good camp. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's got the ability to take this fight, whether it be TKO or decision. Um, I don't see a sub. I wonder what the prop bet is that it goes to. That it goes to decision. Um, Tony's just been really inactive. Um, I don't think he's fought in like two years or something like that. Do you know when, the last, when his last bout was? Uh, he, he he's he I think 2019. So it's been a little over a year. I think uh, he fought in 2019. But yeah, his his record's spotty. And before that, it was 2016. Um, he's only fought twice in the same year once, and I was back in 2015. Um. Yeah. So any bouts uh, of inactivity. See, yeah. I don't like that. You know. Right. Um, I'm gonna go with the fast turnaround Hawaiian. I'm. I. You know. There's not a lot of tape study to do on either one of these guys. Um, and their their opponents. It's hard to do tape study when they haven't really fought anybody. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Hawaiian. I just think he's gonna take it. Going with the Hawaiian, flying Hawaiian, Kaikamaka. Um, this fight was really hard for me. I went back and forth. Tony Kelly. 
Um, well, first we'll get to Kai. Kai, I think, is a, is a legit prospect. I think his stand-up's really good. Doesn't pack a ton of power. Doesn't have a lot of finishes. Has good grappling, in shape, pretty ripped up for 45. Um, and, you know, Hawaiian dudes are just naturally tough. I mean, they just are. They're fucking tough as can come. Tony Kelly, though, if my MMA fans out there, he was one of the stars of MTV Caged from Shreveport, Louisiana. And he was like the stud. He was the stud on the show. He was the guy that they all looked up to. Uh, Matt Schnell was on the show that looked up to Tony Kelly. This guy is a beast. He's like a hero in Louisiana or that part of Louisiana. He's obviously not Dustin Poirier, but this is a guy that a lot of people love. And it's unique when he's 5-1, and one, he's getting a crack in the UFC. I know this fight kind of came together last minute, but you're like, wow, this guy's 5-1. and one. You probably think maybe Ultimate Fighter, if it comes back, maybe... Fucking contender series. Why is this guy five and one? He's really skilled though. He really his stand-ups coming along. It's very awkward. And uh his submissions are really, really good. He's really good off his back. His only loss is to Kevin Aguilar, who fights in UFC. Um, Dev touched on it though. His inactivity really scares me. He's only fought twice in the in the same year as a 2015. Not sure if it's can't get fights. Not sure if it's uh, you know, he works. I'm sure he works a full-time job being only five and one. And I don't know if it's him a bunch of injuries, but I looked up his most recent fight, fought kind of a bum, wasn't a wasn't a world class guy, but he looked good. He has a unique style, his stand up's unique. It's almost like kind of like hands down karate esque, and he's really slick on the ground. Uh, I think Kai is the more skilled fighter. I think Kai could obviously um, out cardio him and, and really take this fight over. However. At plus one ninety five, and Devin picked Kai. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go underdog here. I'm gonna go Tony Tony Kelly. He's not getting any younger. He's thirty three years old. He needs to make a run now. Stay healthy. Get the going. Get it going. His stand up is is definitely uh, uh, unique, and I think his ground game is. If it goes to the ground, I think his submissions are gonna be a problem. You give me a two to one dog kicking off the night. I'm gonna take it. Tony Kelly put in the bank underdog knock of the night. No, 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 no. Excuse me, excuse me. First dog lock. Uh, first dog of the night. I don't know what I'm saying. Not my underdog lock of the night. Not my underdog lock of the night. He is my first dog of the night. Let's go. All right. I don't like the line. I don't like it's, that betting line. It well, I mean, Kai is 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 perceived to be like kind of like I think one of his losses is from just like an like he got DQ'd. So he's really only lost once. He's oh, I had Kai written down. I had him, and then the more research I did, and the more I remember Tony Kelly from the show. Like this kid's a stud, and and just being that big of an underdog, for, you, you need you want to start the night off with a fucking winner. And I think this fight, uh, you're right, the line's a little wide, but I do think Kai is the superior fighter. I just I'm hoping for Tony Kelly to catch him with something, with probably a submission. Oh right, next fight, Chris Dawkins, Kyle Dawkins. He fought Brandon Allen a month ago. Uh, awesome fight. Chris Dawkins' is his older brother, heavier brother. Um, he's 8-3. and three. He is a minus 102, slight underdog. It's a pick and fight. He's fighting Parker Porter, which is one of the greatest heavyweight names of all time. He's 10-5. and five. He's a minus 116 favorite. Slight favorite with slight underdog. It's a pick them. They're both in the minuses. I did a lot of study on this fight. I didn't really know much of these guys. Parker Porter actually fought John Jones, like his third fight in his career. I think it was John Jones' second fight. He got knocked out by John Jones. Um, both these guys definitely don't have, uh, you know, Francis Agonu bodies. They're chubsters, and they're not very big. You know, I, I kind of like my heavyweights 
if you're going to be a little chubby, if you're going to carry a little bit of uh, of fat on you, but let's let's keep it in the 240s, right? Parker Porter's 260. Chris Dawkins is 260 as well. They're both about 6'1", 6 foot. I think Dawkins is actually listed as 6'2", but they both carry a lot of body fat. Um, neither have blown me away on tape. I think Parker Porter... Uh, has some ugly losses in there. He's been taken down. He's been submitted before. He's been laid on. Um, his striking isn't anything that I, I really am crazy about. Um, and Chris Dawkins, again, trains with his brother, who who I think is legit. Good on the ground, good striking. I don't have much uh, analysis on this fight besides the fact that I'm going to take Dawkins, who's a slight underdog, even though we don't give underdog points for pick fights. Um, he is a slight underdog if you're going to bet that way. Uh, but the way our game works, if it's if it's a pick it's a pick But I'm going to pick uh, Chris Dawkins here. Dev, do you agree with me, or do you like Parker Porter? How do you- Doc is the more portly, the portly brother, um, and then Parker Porter is just portly himself. You know, they're portly guys. The it's a portly division. <laughs> you know, um, I believe Parker Porter also has fought Gabriel Gonzaga as well. Yeah, he got starched. Um, yeah, so um, it's a tough pick. Um, like if you got to take a dump or something, that this would be a good time to uh, do it during the card. <laughs> I don't take. I take dumps. I'm gonna take dumps probably right around the Souza Yoder fight. The women's yeah, fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think Felice and Vima is gonna be a pretty good scrap. But yeah, what about the what about the portly gentleman? Who are you liking that? Um, you know, I'm just gonna go opposite of you. So do either it. I'll be way behind or way ahead. Um, so I'm gonna go Parker Porter. Only because he has fought the better guys, even though yes. he, he's he's fought the better guys, but he's been fucking crumbled. So it's kind of hard to, you know, it's not like he's had had a five round war with Gabriel Gonzaga or John Jones. He, you know, got finished in both of those fights. But um, I believe Parker Porter has the better jab. He's really only got like a jab and an overhand kind of a right cross here and there that looks clean. Um, he might have the better footwork from what I saw. Um but Dawkins, his brother is a good, you know, his brother is a good grappler, so he could yeah. use that as well. Um, I was really on the fence with this. I wrote stuff down, but I didn't write down who I was going to pick. I was just going to go opposite of whatever you did. Good. So I'm going to go Parker Porter. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I, I've heard a little bit about Dawkins before. Parker Porter makes his rounds on MMA Twitter every once in a while, so I see him pop up. But neither guy like blows me away. But they're both from the same part of the world. I'm surprised they haven't been matched up. They're Pennsylvania, New England. Surprised they haven't been matched up yet. But now they're going to get a matchup in UFC. All right, next up, TJ Brown, Arkansas, 14 and seven. He's a minus 162 favorite. You got Danny Chavez uh, or Chavez, maybe whatever. Chavez, Chavez. He's 10 and three. He's a plus 136 underdog. Devin, TJ Brown, Danny Chavez. Who are you taking here, bub? You know, um, TJ Brown is definitely going to be the better grappler, but his entrances into grappling exchanges and stuff like that, he gets hit every fight. He gets hurt every fight. He's got bad losses, bad knockout losses. Um, his record's 14 and seven. So he's lost one third of his fights. And a lot of those have come by, a lot of those have come by weird, you know, or knockout or against, against Jordan Griffin. He got, he got subbed weird. He was kind of winning that fight. Um, But Jordan Griffin's kind of a lackadaisical fighter in, in his own sense. Um, I, th- I, I know TJ Brown trains with Bryce Mitchell, so his grappling should be high and up to par. But I just feel like his entrances are so sloppy that he's that he can get caught. I think Danny Chavez is going to catch him. Um, even if he doesn't knock him out, I think he can hurt him a couple times throughout the fight. And hopefully the judges score the fight properly by damage. 
Um, because I don't see TJ Brown like taking him out, TKOing or anything like that. Maybe subbing him. Um, but I'm just going to go with the underdog here. I, there I just it is. feel like TJ is so chinny. I think he gets touched too often. Um, Chavez has decent power. I think he can put him out or at least hurt him enough, you know, to at, le- at least hurt him, you know, and, and hopefully that'll be enough to do it. Um, is it a coincidence that Danny Chavez is from Miami and you're picking him? No. Because, you know, I, no. I, I didn't know much about him. And then I looked at his picture. I'm like, oh, this dude's probably from Miami. And he's fucking from Miami. MMA Masters, that's where Colby Covington is training now. I looked up a tape in him. I did not know him. Decent record. He's powerful. He's got a good head kick. He's got good striking. Uh, you know, he's un- he's questionable on the ground. I, I just haven't seen enough of him. He might be a killer. He might be really hard to take down. TJ Brown's going to have to get this fight to the ground, without question. Um, I went back and forth in this fight. I, was good. I had nothing written down. I was going to go opposite of you. I like both these guys. Uh, come betting time, I might do Chavez. But TJ Brown's going to have to put a pace, and he's got to get him down, and he's got to grapple him. And I think he can do that. Um, he, he, you know, Like you said, he was winning that Jordan Griffin fight, and then he, he made some errors. He got tired. If he gets tired against Chavez, Chavez is going to take his fucking head off his shoulders because he is powerful. He does have some good knockout powers. I think all his wins are pretty much by knockout. Um, so I'm going to go TJ Brown, though, just to go opposite. I'm going to go with the fav- favorite. I'm going to lean on him. Um, I think this is a 50-50 fight, right? I mean, I know Chavez is making his UFC debut. Um, hasn't really had top-flight competition, but he is training with some really good guys. Has some good stand-up. This could be a breakout, and it's not like he's getting super world-class guy. I mean, TJ Brown is is only had one UFC fight so far. He won on the contender series, but um, he's going to need to make some big improvements in his cardio and is in, 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 in getting his fight to the ground. But I'm going to go TJ Brown just because I'm going to go opposite. All right. Next up, female fight. I don't think this is the dump fight. I don't think you take a dump yet because I think this is an interesting fight. Felice Herring, who is 14 and 8. She's a plus 270 underdog. She's fighting Vima. Jenna Daroba, who is 15 and 1. She's a minus 335 favorite. I hate Felice Herring. I want to go say that. I think she's annoying. So take a picture of her ass and post it on Instagram and then be mad that people make comments about her butt. It's like, hey, bitch, you're posting a picture of your ass. That's not here or there. Um, I think she's Really improved, though. I mean, she was a striker for a while. Then she was kind of taking people down. She had some good wins. Her last fight was an ugly loss. Uh, Vima Genaroba is, is someone that people are really high on. Um, I don't think she's, like, super, super great. I think she has really good ground game. I think her striking is a little uh, lackadaisical. Fleece Herring is strong for this division. She is big. She's in shape. Crazy underdog here. This is definitely going to be risky. But, again, it's a women's fight. Anything can happen. We haven't seen Felice in a while. A lot of people are high on Vima. So I'm going to go Felice Herring as an underdog. It's my risky bet of the night. I will be big betting this because she is very high for me. And, uh, listen, I mean, anything can happen in a women's fight. So let's go Felice Herring. Probably the first time and only time in your career that I will be cheering for you. Yeah, female fight, bub bub. Who do you like? What's the line on this? Plus 270 underdog for Herring and then a minus 335 for Vima. I don't like when, like, is Felice Herring even ranked? I don't think she's ranked at all. Um, um, no. Neither of these girls are ranked according to topology. I don't like three to one odds on, like, unranked women's fights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just. It's just bizarre. Um, Virna definitely has the better record, fifteen and one. She lost to Carla Esparza. She kind of like rallied. She rallied really, really well in the third round of that fight. Um, you know, Carla Esparza is low key good, I guess. You know, in that division, she's got decent wins, so that's you know that's nothing to scoff at. Losing to her, um, I think 
two ways this fight can go. I think Felice Herrick could stick on the outside, use her jab. She's definitely going to be the superior striker and the, the bigger fighter. Um, she can use her stand-up and, and stay on the outside and, and try to use some footwork to keep, you know, Virna off her. Because she doesn't – Virna has is, is got really, really good jiu-jitsu. I think that she's not the best wrestler, but she also has a judo pedigree. So in the clinch, she might be able to use a trip. Um, Felice Herrick has been taken down in the clinch with trips. I think um, Virna can win this fight by submission or just dominating her on the ground. Um, but Felice Harry could have her moments. Um, I just feel like she also goes for takedowns in a lot of the fights that she's won. She's used those takedowns. And I think, you know, in those exchanges, she could get caught slipping. And I, I think Virna is going to be a smarter pick. But I don't like three to one odds, especially when when they're women's fights. Herrig's a lot bigger of a fighter. Um, but I'm going to go with Virna. I think I think uh, Jandaroba is going to take it. There you go. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen Felice in two and a half years. She hasn't fought. She went. She had five wins straight, and then she lost two in a row to Carolina and Michelle Watterson, both really close fights. Michelle wasn't that close, but the Carolina fight was close. Listen, she's been going for takedowns. I think her submission offense is better than people think. I think Vima's going to hunt for submissions, maybe – fail a little bit and this is obviously going to go to the decision i don't see any finishing happening um but yeah i mean it's it's a tough one but when you give me plus 270 odds baby i'm gonna take i'm gonna take it all right uh next fight this fight actually got bumped up to the main card which i really really like this fight herbert burns he's a minus 290 favorite he is uh, 11 and 2 he is fighting daniel pineda 26 and 13 back in the ufc after a stint elsewhere he's a plus 235 underdog Devin, do you like Herbie Burns? Do you like uh, Danny Pineda? I don't like the odds for this one either. Um, people are just really high on Bur- on Burns, um, just just because you know the, the 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 familial thing. He trains from a really good camp and all that. But but Pineda's not one to be slept on. He's he's I don't I don't think he's ever been finished. I don't think he's ever been knocked out. Um, I, he's got a lot. For this weight class, twenty six and thirteen, like that's a lot of miles. He w- he had a stint in the UFC and now he's back again. Um, I'm gonna go with Herbert Burns. I don't like the line. Herbert Burns is still green. People are really high on him. This is a, a better test for him. Um, but if he if there is a grappling exchange, he's gonna hunt for the he's gonna hunt for the sub and he's probably gonna get it. He he attacks submissions really, really well. He's a really good jujitsu player. I, I just think he's going to take it. And as you saw against your boy Nate, he's he's you know he's got he's able to finish on the feet. Um, yeah. But I don't like the line for someone that's so green against a, a vet like that. I think they should be more like two to one. What was it? Two seventy? You said? Yeah, um, two ninety is what Burns. Two ninety. Yeah. There's a lot of like close fights on this card that have odds that I don't love. Especially with the way we score shit, yeah. um, but I'm gonna go with Burns. I think Herbert's gonna take it by sub. I think he'll, I think he'll just hunt that submission and and, and take it, and he probably won't get in too much trouble on the feet either. This fight was really hard for me to pick. Pineda has been finished, by the way. He's been finished by cut. He's been knocked out. He's only been submitted one time. He has only been subbed once. Once, and that was by Chaz Kelly by Nebar a million years ago. Um, he's got. He's only been knocked out one time too. Uh, Antonio Calvillo knocked him out at UFC 149 uh, in the round one. But um, 
This guy's got more submission wins on his record than Gilbert Burns does. He's a uh, he obviously he's got way more fights than Gilbert Burns. This guy is is really really Herbert. talented. Uh, Herbert, I keep saying Gilbert. Fuck <laughs> Herbert Burns. This guy's really talented. He's fought a lot of fucking tough dudes. He's got some good wins over some solid solid dudes. He's got some losses on there. His, his record's not perfect or anything, but uh, you know he's he's an interesting guy. You know, twenty six and thirteen. Uh, Burns to me didn't look. He he finished Evan Dunham and when they fought, but. Dunham made a horrible mistake, and but before that, Burns wasn't looking all that great. I've always doubted Burns. I've always picked against Burns. I think um, I'm not going to do that here, even though the uh, Pineda, I'm telling you, is, he's a vet. He, I don't think he's good gonna, underdog. He's pick. a great underdog pick. I don't think he's going to get submitted here. I've already picked two underdogs. I don't want to just keep loading up on underdogs because I want to be right, and I'm going to bet every single fight on this card straight. Uh, you know, I've, I've never done that before. I've only done parlays the entire card or straight bet, straight bet, parlay for this. But I'm going to have action on every single fight, 11 bets straight. Um, and I just I just think Herbert Burns is going to be a little too much class on the ground for Pineda. I don't know if he gets a finish, but I think his jiu-jitsu is going to be a lot better. Uh, Pineda is obviously going to want to keep this fight to defeat. I think Herbert Burns is big for this class at 145. I think he's strong, and uh, I think he trains with a good camp. But I really wanted to take a stab at Pineda there, but I'm going to pass. I'm going to go Burns, so we're on the same side as that one. All right, next up, Liviana Souza versus Ashley Yoder. Uh, Souza's 13 and 2. She is a minus 162 favorite. She's fighting Ashley Yoder, who's 7 and 5, plus 136 underdog. Uh, not much to say. This is definitely take a dump fight. I don't really think either of these girls are anything to really write home about. Um, Souza is the favorite. A lot of people do like Souza. A lot of sharps that I uh, follow on Twitter and listen to podcasts, blah, blah, blah. They love Souza. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Yoder. I think Yoder's a tough out. Teaching change with a great camp. I think she got screwed on her last fight. She's big. She's strong. I think she can take this fight to the ground. I think she can win on cardio. Uh, I think Souza might be the more talented finisher. But as far as just winning a fight, I think Yoder can do it. She needs it. And uh, I'm going to pick Yoda here as the underdog at minus 136, or excuse me, plus 136 underdog. I'm not super confident in this pick. This is kind of a throwaway pick for me. It's a kind of a who cares thing. Um, but, you know, if you're going to give me underdog points, I'm going to take it. Yeah, Souza's got, um, like, really good ground game, absolutely terrible striking. It looks like she only trains, like, on a heavy bag. It looks like she doesn't spar live opponents. And then whenever she gets hit in those situations, she's, like, surprised that she got hit. She's willing to strike, which scares me. Like, she's willing to stay in the pocket and get chewed up. Um, she'll trade, like, four for one, but she doesn't have the power to hurt you with the one, um, which can be scary in those stand-up situations. Um, I was going to pick Souza, but I think I'll just pick Yoder, so either we're both right or we're both wrong. <laughs> smart. It's smart. I mean, it's, it's a throwaway fight. Um like I said, I just said before, I'm betting every fight. I am going to bet this fight. I'm going to go Yoder because she's the underdog. But, I mean, Sosa got outworked by Bjorn Van Buren, who is a solid prospect. But I just think Yoder is going to be bigger, stronger, and, and a better version of Van Buren. Uh, Angela Hill has a win over Sosa, too. Who Angela Hill's great. But, again, I think Yoder uh, has fought really good girls. And, and I think she can get it done, obviously, by decision. So we're on the same side as that. Okay, next up, uh, main card time, Jim Miller. Who is the underdog? 32 and 14. He's a plus 100 underdog. He's fighting Vince Pichel, who is 12 and 2. He's a minus 18 uh, favorite. 118, excuse me, favorite. Devo, Debbud, you like the old uh, you like the old crafty veteran, or are you going to go with from hell, Vince Pichel? Vince without an E, by the way. So there's that. It should be Vince, what's that smell? 
Pichelle. should be Vince. I should have been cut three fights ago, Pichelle. But go ahead. I'll go yeah, on. Yeah, or that. Well, they both got wins over Roosevelt Roberts, which they is do. actually a pretty good win. They absolutely um, do. I very torn on this fight. Very, very torn on this fight. Um, like, I think about the Holtzman fight, and I feel like Vince Pichelle can do those same things to Jim Miller that um, that Holtzman was able to do. Um, but then you look at Jim Miller snatching up, you know, that submission on Roosevelt Roberts, which is really crafty and slick. Um, I think Vince Pichelle's probably got more power, but as far as technically sound, I would say Jim Miller is definitely the more technically sound fighter, whether it's grappling or striking or anything in between. Um, Jim Miller just has a lot of miles on him, and it's always scary picking that guy that's just had the fucking dudes had Lyme disease and then not to mention tons of wars. Like if, if he, after this fight, he'll have more fights than cowboy. Right. And cowboy are tight. Him and cowboy are tied. Right. Um, look how shop worn cowboy is, you know, um, he can still win a fight, but I, I would definitely say cowboy shop worn. I would definitely say, um, Miller's pretty shop worn. Um, I'm on the fence with this. I want, I was hoping that you were going to pick before me for this Ooh, one. Oh, um, nah. Then because it, I'm really on the fence. <laughs> um, Make the pick, babe. It's part of the game. Do it. Do I'm it. I'm gonna pick with my heart, and I'm gonna pick Jim Miller. All right, I, I, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, if you gotta piss because the YouTube picks coming up, you better go piss. I'll break down my fight uh, if you want. Uh, I'll tell Who are you. You picking first though, before before I piss. you go piss. I'm picking Jim Miller. Okay, I'm on Thank the same God. side. I'm on the same side as you. So go ahead and piss, and we'll we'll dig into the YouTube pick of the week. Um, oh. So it's 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 easy for me. Like uh, it's surprising to me that Jim Miller is the underdog here, plus one hundred. Uh, gotta give this guy some respect. Vince Pichel is a, is a really ugly matchup. He's kind of a bull in there. He's big for the division. He's gonna press forward. He's got a good chin. His takedown his takedowns are good. He is strong. He's got great cardio. I understand that. But Jim Miller's fucking a dog. He's a savage, right? He can snatch up the neck. He can snatch up. Uh, he can knock you out. He can do anything, right? He's good on leg locks. He submitted Charles Oliveira for crying out loud. This kid is solid. He's a plus 100. I bet that line's going to move a little bit. He's probably going to be in the even territory, I imagine. But do you like dogs, everybody? Dogs. Dogs. Do you like dogs? Oh, dogs. Sure. I like dogs. This is MMA Takes underdog lock of the night. Devin doesn't know that. He's out taking a piss. I will tell him when he gets back, but... Underdog lock at night, Jim Miller. This is a for sure bet for me. You got to bet this fight. I, I think it's so surprising. Uh, Vince Patel just came back with hip surgery. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be all that active. He's not going to move that well. I think Jim Miller can get taken down and still be active off his back. I think Pachel stand up. He is big. He's a brute. He's going to come forward. But I just think Jim Miller is going to be better everywhere. Um, so Jim Miller's my pick, baby. You got you to gotta show the old vet some respect here. I think I even said when he was a big underdog against Roosevelt, Roosevelt Roberts and he won, I wasn't going to pick against Jim Miller again. And I'm not. And neither is Devin. So, Dev, I picked Jim Miller. He's my underdog lock of the night as well. That's the only thing oh, you really? missed. Underdog okay. lock of the night. So, you, that's the only part you missed. So, let's do the YouTube pick of the week. MMA takes YouTube pick of the week. This is MMA takes YouTube pick of the week. It is going to be John the Magician Dotson. Plus 198 underdog. 
He is 21 and 11. He's fighting Marab Deswalish Willie. I think I fucking nailed that. He's 11 4, minus 240. A little something you guys need to know about Devin. He loves Marab. Let me put on my sunglasses here, okay? These are the sunglasses Devin loves. He compliments me all the time about these. Oh, I just no. bought them. Um, so these are going to be uh, on why I make this pick because I don't want Devin to read me at all. So listen, this is one of the hardest fights. It's like I'm like a poker player right now, Dave. You can't read. You can't fucking read me right now. This That's is one of the hardest fights. This is one of the <laughs> hardest fights to pick on the card, in my opinion. John Dotson is saying all the right things in this lead up. How he's trained, he knows Marab's style, and he said, "I've been training for that." John Dotson early in his career was so hard to take down. He was a, a magician not getting taken out. Lately, though, guys have been able to do it. Petrion took him down. Been able to hold him down. Marab is fucking relentless. Goes after takedowns, gets it. He'll take you down just to get you back up so you can take you down again. The guy doesn't get tired. The only issue I have Marab is he can get a little wild with his hands, and he can be hit. He's hittable, right? Dotson does have that power at 135. I think, and this is not maybe a hot take, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I've always felt Dotson was better at 135 than he is at 125. I know he had his shots with DJ, I know he's almost a title champion, uh, title challenger down there and all that shit, but I think if he stayed his whole career at 135, I know he's a smaller guy, but I, I think the power is there. I mean, this is the guy that knocked out TJ Dillashaw to win the Ultimate Fighter. Um, with that being said, I'm going John Dotson. I'm picking the upset here. I think it's a really good pick, underdog pick. He's an interesting character. I think he can go out there and just get embarrassed by Marab. Marab could 10-8 him every round. But I can also see John Dotson fighting at his pace and catching Marab with something. Uh, it could be, it can be pretty fucking wild when we get there. I'm going to go John Dotson, underdog, plus 198. It's pretty crazy. I know Devin's very high in Marab. I'm interested in what he's going to say here. So, Devin, the floor is yours, pal. Who you take? I'm going to take the glasses off so you can't read me anymore. Go ahead, babe. Um, you know, so I like Marab because Marab is the new style. I really like his cardio and his pressure. Um, But I, 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 I like, you know, the next – you know, the next Bantamweight fight that's coming up, you know, Sean O'Malley and Cheeto, I like all four of these guys pretty much equally, and I feel like they could all interchange. We'll get to that um, later. We'll get to that later. I give you, you shit don't. for Sean because don't. it's, don't. it's we'll get, just because I know you love him. But <laughs> we'll I do like Sean later. O'Malley. Um, we'll get to that later. I think, I think um, Marab is definitely going to probably get Dodson down. Um, yeah. I think Marab is really good at taking people down and constantly spamming takedowns and chaining that together, but I don't think he's good at controlling people on the ground. I think that's going to get him into trouble with Dodson because I think Dodson has really fast hands. He's the shorter guy. He's got the shorter reach. He's going to have more power in the pocket. I think Marab does way too much weird spinning shit. I think that... Um, I think that Dodson can catch Marab either in between grappling exchanges or even even when he's doing some weird spinning backfist thing. Um, right when this fight got announced, I really had the feeling for Dodson. I think Dodson's a good scrambler. Um, I think Dodson is just like a better version of like Ray Borg. You know what I mean? With more sure. power, better scrambles. Um, I yeah. think Dodson's going to win this fight. I think wow. he's going to If you would have... Gary, I would have not assumed that. You're all over Marab's dick all the time. I thought for sure you were going to pick Dotson. Man. All right. Well, we're both locked in I just in on don't Dotson. think he's I, – I think Marab's really, really good, but I don't – I this, love Matt Sarah and Ray Longo, but I don't think that's a good camp for to be a technical fighter. This is going to be the fight that we're going to see how real Marab is. 
No yeah. one finishes. He's never been finished, Dotson. He's not going to get finished by Marab. But if Marab can keep that pace on a guy like Dotson, evade the shots, get him down, punish him, all that stuff, and look really good, I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid. I just, yeah. you know, you and I have the same mindset that we, I just think Dotson might be Dotson's a little too much good. right now. He's good. Dotson's he good. good. He's too. not. Like he's hurt everyone, he, even in his losses. Like Petrion, he dropped Petrion. Yeah. He hurt Petrion. Um, you know he hurt Rivera. He's got, he's got like a weird loss to Pedro Munoz, but he still had a lot of success in those fights. And those are like the elite guys, title challenger type dudes. Yeah. Um, Marab really trains with Aljamain Sterling, but Aljamain Sterling doesn't have the best stand up, and he's got a weird funky style too. I don't think that they have really technical strikers that come out of that camp that are really. Te- I think Rob needs to clean up his stand-up for him to yeah. move forward um, and learn some control. I would love to see him at a camp like AKA. I really would. I am I am so shocked that you picked that. We're on the both the same side. It's the first YouTube pick that we're on the same side. So if you want more, subscribe to Takes Podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe to the channel. Let's go. Let's go. Winners, winners, winners. Chicken dinners. And da-da-da-da-da-da. And the recording. I'm shocked that you picked him. I shocked. Really? Yeah, I, I really, I mean, I know, I know you've been flirting with it. I know you've said some stuff online, but the way you talk about Marah, man, you get a little twinkle in your eye. I thought that was the guy. All right, next up, big boys fight. I'm looking forward to the fight that I feel like I'm overlooking a lot. Junior Dos Santos, JDS minus one eight, or excuse me, plus one eighteen underdog. He is 21 and seven. He's fighting Jerezino, biggie boy, Rosenstruck, 10 and one minus one thirty eight favorite. I really like this line placement. Uh, placement. Rosenstruck coming off an ugly loss. I think JDS coming off a loss as well. No, maybe is he, is he coming off a loss or is he coming off? He is. Curtis Blades. Not Curtis Blades. Out. That's right. Curtis Blades. Okay. Both coming off a loss. Um, JDS looks incredible shape, ripped up, and uh, Rosenstruck is is a fucking beast. Devin, you lead the dance on the big boys. Who do um, you like here? This is a fucking fight. This is a hard fight to pick because not easy. Um, easy. Rosenstruck has wins but if you look at his wins they're not like really pretty and the ones that are really pretty have came against fucking nobody um you know like his overeem fight if that was this fight he would lost because right. it's a three-round fight right yeah, he um, that. junior albini had a lot of success diaper boy take, yeah diaper boy was able to take him down and and you know and and at least able to secure a lot of successful positions. He was able to get some ground and pound, and he he hit him on the feet too. Junior Albini did hit him a couple times on the feet. Um, Overeem had success. His style was a little bit different, a little more grappling based, where he mixed up the striking, but he still had success against Rosenstrike. Um, if this was the JDS of like five, six, seven years ago, I would JDS would come out here and and put his right hand through his head you know sure um because rosenstrike is very lackadaisical he doesn't come out and and brawl and stand and bang he wants to come out kind of feel the fight out throw some leg kicks um and 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 try to catch you with the counter he doesn't he doesn't come out with his foot on the gas um no he's a patient fighter i mean that's what i did him in, in the francis fight francis bull rushed him he didn't know what to do he got fucking leveled I don't even count that fight on both of their records, honestly. Like, you can't tape study with the Francis Ngannou fight. Like, you just can't. Like, there's no uh, fucking. What do you learn from? What do you learn from JDS and what do you learn from Jardinia Rosenstrike? That I hope you pick this fight with that. With them, I, with him I, getting I tell you what, Rosenstrike didn't like being pressured. I tell you that at all. I, Overeem did that in their fight as well. Not as reckless as uh, as Ngannou, but he didn't like it. Um, I, you like the I big think, boys? Who you got? 
You know, I like JD. I've always loved JDS. I grew up watching JDS. That was like the era of MMA when I was younger. Um, watching JDS come up, I've always liked him. Um, I've been. I, a lot of people are picking Rosenstrike, and they're like, "Ha ha ha, Rosenstrike, easy pick." But like JDS is in great shape. He looks like he's whether he's gonna stay at heavyweight or try to go to light heavyweight or pick a catchweight fight with somebody. Um, he seems motivated. Yeah. Um, but just because you're motivated doesn't repair your chin. Right. Your motivation doesn't take your miles. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just because the car runs good today doesn't mean it doesn't have you know uh, two hundred fifty thousand miles on it. So it's just it's hard. This is a really hard fight for me to choose. Um, you're probably gonna pick Rosenstrike, which is gonna make me pick JDS. But I'm gonna pick JDS just because <laughs> he he could easily come out and just get brutally knocked out. Sure. But. The same way um, Overeem had success, they both come from the same camp, too. JDS has been down there a little bit longer than Rosenstrike. Um, they never I trained together. They, they've never they've trained together. Yeah, JDS the, uh, on the Embedded said they, they're from the same camp, but they've never, they've never have been in the same room together. So, I mean, AK is, or ATT is big, so they've never trained yeah. together yet. You know, I'm... It just this fight could really go like one of two ways. It could just be like you know, a, JDS gets brutally knocked out in an exchange. But also, if you look at JDS wins like against Derek Lewis, like he had a lot of success in that fight. His yeah. hands look good. His he 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 hurt he hurt Derek Lewis to the body. Um, tuned up Derek Lewis. Um, and then he also had a, he also had a good win against Tai Tuivasa. Um, which has come to be fucking nobody, but still. Um, at the time, is a big I think win. that. Yeah, JDS has definitely fought the better guys. Yeah. Definitely fought the better guys, and definitely had the more perf- more impressive performances in the octagon. Um, I'm just gonna go with JDS because my heart says JDS. You're probably just gonna go opposite of whatever I'm gonna do. Um, but Rosenstrike could just come out and <laughs> knock him out. Um, I'm surprised the odds are close. I thought it would be I like, like three to I one think, favorite. I think Vegas Nato's on the head. Uh, you think you know me so well? Oh, you're going to go Rufus. I'm picking JD fucking S. Good. This was my guy. He's my send him home, baby. Send him home. Send him home early. Awesome. I think, listen, I think you learned a lot from the Ghani fight. Uh, Rosenstruck hasn't beaten anybody. I mean, Alan Crowder, who gives a fuck? Diaper Boy, who gives a fuck? The Overeem fight? Yeah, sure. That was great. But, I mean, Overeem was winning up until 10 seconds. Right. Um, I think you learned a lot because if you look at JDS when he was a killer, Against Cain Velasquez, against Fabrizio Ordrum early in his career, he came out aggressive. He's very patient. He countered really well, but he also led the dance really well. He looks to be trimmer, which I think is going to make him in turn faster. I don't think he's going to lose any power. There's that also that big question mark like, hey, JDS is pretty fucking good on the ground. I thought he looked pretty decent in that Curtis Blades fight in the first round. He didn't give up a takedown. His angles look really good. He looks in better shape now. He obviously got caught and Curtis Blades is a beast, but um, two different fighters. I think they're both going to stand up. I think JDS has that card in his back pocket like hey i can probably get this fight to the ground if i wanted to i don't know if he's gonna do that i think he's gonna be quicker faster and i really like to see him put on the put the foot on the gas in that first round and come out really hard because i think that's what threw uh rosenstruck off because rosenstruck likes to fight at his own pace and i think if you put the gas on him a little bit and jds still can crack the last thing to go in a fight his career is his power the guys still hit right Rosenstrick had never been knocked out in MMA. His first loss, he just coming off that. Didn't see him that long ago. He had only been knocked out one time in kickboxing. It's not a very common feeling for this guy. So I think JDS is going to come out there and find his chin. And I think, uh, yeah, it's a good underdog play. I really like the line because I think pe- I think people can make money off of Rosenstrick as well at a minus 138. I think this is a good line for both guys. All right, co-main event time. Stop bearing the lead. Sean O'Malley. 
Sugar Sean, the Sugar Show. He is. It is my turn. It is my turn. I go I'm first, <laughs> and I'm gonna fucking. You set this up. You, I am you literally. I'm gonna lay into you. you. Set this up. He's a minus three ten favorite. He is eleven and 0, 12 and zero. He's undefeated. No one's fucking beating this guy. He's fighting Cheetah Vera, Marlon Vera, who's a seventeen to six plus two fifty. Now let me let me set the scene for everybody here. Okay, I'm a Sugar Sean fan. Oh, God. He's one of my guys. I liked him from the Contender Series, and then I really start liking him. After he had that two-year layoff, because I really started to like him on podcast, I thought his mental was really good. And then, obviously, he became my guy after Quinnano's fight because he finally put it together. He finally was murdering people. This kid's legit. I think he has the best striking, hands down at 135. No one's going to tell me otherwise. He's fighting a tough guy here. But to set the scene is, I love him. Devin gives me shit about him. Devin is on the fence with him, right? So Devin tells me he likes him, but then he also goes... I like him too, but here's all the reasons why you suck his dick. So this is what Devin's doing. It's the classic case of if Sugar Sean wins and looks great against Cheeto, which is going to be a good win. No one's ever finished him. If uh, Sugar finishes him, it's going to be a huge win for him. Um, Devin's going to go, see, I've always liked him. But if O'Malley loses, Devin goes, I always knew that guy was a fucking bum. Now, Devin's biggest thing is he wants – Sean to fight someone higher. I, I you listen. I can understand that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's fought killers. This is the first killer he fought. I think Cheeto Vera is very, very good. I think he got robbed in the Sadong Yudong fight, and I think he's a very talented fighter. Without a doubt, O'Malley hasn't fought anybody. This is his first fight. Um, Cheeto has fought really good people in the UFC. Has never been finished. Doesn't have the greatest record, but uh, for a while there, he was training in Ecuador, and then he finally came to America, and that really you know jump started his career. So with that being said, no, every, there's no surprise here. Sean O'Malley's my mortal lock. He's my lock of the night. He's going to win this fight. I think he's going to finish. Maybe not the first round. I do think he's going to catch Cheeto. I think he's going to be a little too much. Cheeto does have really good low kicks. Um, we haven't seen too many people attack O'Malley's legs. O'Malley likes to counter. His striking's unique. His hands are really fast. He's powerful. Cheeto's got a good chin. Obviously, he's never been finished. I think Cheeto's going to hunt for a takedown a little bit. I think he's going to maybe have a problem with that. Um, but the one thing I'm really scared about for O'Malley is the leg kicks. I think Cheeto is long. He's big for this division. Not a lot of guys are the same statue of either of these guys at 135. So I think Cheeto matches up well there. Does have good kicks. But I'm going to go O'Malley. I think O'Malley's going to win this. He's my lock. He's gonna, I'm going to put fucking... I'm going to empty my bank account on this guy. He is what it is. So, Devin, go ahead and pick pick Sugar Sean because I know you're going to. Go ahead. You know, um, this is definitely his best opponent. It was weird. Like, he... Sugar was not... Sugar was not ranked, and then Cheeto was ranked 15, and then somehow Song Yidong got bumped down. Sean O'Malley took 14, and then Cheeto just got eliminated from the situation, um, which is weird. I think that happened about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, but Cheeto's definitely his best opponent. Sean O'Malley was talking about if Cody Garbrandt's going to go down to 125 if he wins the belt. He, for some reason, thinks he's going to get a fight with Cody Garbrandt if Cody Garbrandt wins the featherweight belt at 135 so he can have both. I don't see that happening. I think no. that's insane. I like his mentality. I like, you know, he's he's definitely, um, you know, he's definitely confident. I would like to see the winner of this fight face the winner of Marab and Dodson. And Dodson. I think You're that's, out of your ass. You think that. Here's what's going to happen. If Sean O'Malley knocks out Cheeto Vera in the first round, he's fighting Pedro Munoz next. Sean O'Malley might fight for the fucking title. He might get Aljamain. Dude, if you look at the YouTuber, and I, this isn't me. This is it's people crazy, on Twitter. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. 
You like, look at like they had they they separated the countdown show in three different sections. They went, um, I think Rosenstruck, JDS, they went O'Malley, Cheeto, and then DC and Stipe. DC Stipe to me is the best fight in this card. It's unbelievable. It's a trilogy, it's gonna be a great fight. But if you look at the views, Sean O'Malley's like tripled their views. It's trending like crazy. I'm telling you, it's a money business. If O'Malley knocks out fucking Cheeto, he'll fight the winner of Jan and, and Al Jermaine. I, I do think you're right. I think he probably will get like a Munoz or uh, Frankie Edgar, depending if Frankie beats Pedro because they're that fighting. Be a, yeah. um, you, you might be right. But, I mean, listen, it's like a Conor McGregor thing. Did Conor McGregor deserve that title shot? Maybe, right? But this is another thing. I, don't, I obviously don't think Sugar Sean is anywhere near the popularity of Conor McGregor, but he's trending in the right way. People love this kid. And, uh, yeah. Fin- finan- like Financially, he's definitely good for the UFC, especially being – that's why they moved him into the rankings, though, just because they have to say, you know, when they announce him, you know, whatever, right, rank right. number, whatever, whatever, um, that's just for the finances behind it. Um, I think Sean O'Malley is really good. I've, I Right when I saw him in the Contender Series, I thought he was a great talent. Um Cheeto isn't doesn't have the best hands, but he's got really good kicks. He's got yeah, good he's pressure. Problem, he's got a good clinch. He's got good takedowns. Good takedowns from the clinch. He's um, probably the he was probably the more well-rounded fighter. But the one thing that Sean O'Malley is good at, he, it's I would say it's a lot better than Cheeto's. I think Sean O'Malley's uh, striking weight. His shot choice, like his punch choice, is really, really well. He's got really good vision and really good timing and good power. Um, I wouldn't say he has like you know he doesn't. He's, I mean, Eddie. It's it's hard to get anything from the Eddie Wineland fight. He he did hurt him bad. Um, it's it's not like you know I would. I don't think he has the same power as like a Petrion, but I think he's got really good timing. Really, really good timing, and that's what timing um, that's beats. What, what, did, what did Connor say? Timing yeah. beats power, or some shit like that. Precision beats, Preci- yeah, yeah some shit like that. I you, know, you know what I'm trying to fucking say. It's like, it's like Sean O'Malley's favorite fighter is um, Anderson Silva. Like that's his. Like I, that's his. He he chooses those strikes just like that. Um, and I think. Like he even got hit in the Eddie Wineland fight, and he he got he he got hit pretty decently hard. Yeah, he has a good right. chin. Um. You know, Cheeto might come out and and try to target his leg where he was injured and just spam with fucking leg kicks. Cheeto's a slow starter, and that's what scares me in this fight. Um, he comes on strong, you know, the late half of the second round, and then the third round. He'll always, it always looks like he's gonna win a third round. Um, I'm gonna go with Sean O'Malley just because the hype train, the high. He's he's really really confident. Cheeto seems fucking confident too. Um, I don't. I don't really care who wins or loses this fight. This is See, definitely Sean O'Malley's you, toughest then you fight. You can't like Sean O'Malley. You have um, you have to care, dude. I like both of them. Where are like your feelings? You don't like Cheeto? I, Fuck Cheeto. I do like Cheeto. I yeah, do like Cheeto. I yeah. like the camp he comes who, from. He trains with Jason Pro. I think I, I think Cheeto's. I like his mentality. You're, um, you are an MMA fan. What's better for the company, Cheeto or Sean O'Malley? Come on. Financially for the company, no. um, it's better. Let me if tell you something right now. Sean O'Malley wins. If 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 the next fight night in let's say December is Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz, you'll be like, that's a good fight. If it's Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz, you'll be like, man, that's a fucking banger. And you you know it. You want well, you this, you're this a Sean O'Malley though. fan. It's okay to admit that you're a fan of somebody, Devin. This is a this is the difference though. If it's Pedro Munoz and Cheeto Vera. Fighting, it's either the main event or the co-main event on a fight night. Sure. Sean O'Malley will only fight on pay-per-view. 
unless I, I feel unless like he's I feel main like eventing a fight night, but I don't. The, he hasn't main evented yet. They never, they'll never main event him on a pay per view until he main. They got to see the numbers on the until uh, he fights for a belt. Right, they got to see the numbers on fight night. I think he'll main event a fight night and then he'll get a shot. And at then, the belt. yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I really, if he wins though, I see him fighting um like the winner of Pedro Munoz and Frankie Edgar. Um, that's a good if thing. Frankie Edgar wins that fight, that would be such a great fight to build his name. Be a really good fight. I mean, that's what UFC, that's UFC's brand right there. Get a young guy, fight him against the old guy. And, you know, and that's name recognition. He'll so knock on, out Frankie Edgar, on, Edgar too. You're on Sugar Sean. I knew you were going to pick him. I, I just want you to admit that he's your favorite fighter and he's got a new <laughs> website. It's sugarshow.co. He's selling merch. I'll get you a shirt. It's okay. It's all right. We're both on is the he, sugar does, show. Is he really? Yeah, he does. He's sugar show. Because that jersey sold out in like 20 seconds or some shit like Good that. Good for him. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to sell merch. And then yeah. they're all they're all terrible shirts. But he's got, a, he's got a fucking website. All right. Main event time. Enough bullshit. Heavyweights trilogy. I'm excited. Stephen Miocic's 19 and 3. Minus 102 underdog. The slightest of underdogs. It's a pick them though. So you don't get underdog points no matter who you pick. Against Daniel Cormier. 22 and 2. Plus one, or excuse me, one is one sixteen. The slight favorite, Devin. You lead with the big boys. You get the big show. You get oh, the big man. shot. Your thoughts are first. A really tough fight to pick. I've been grueling over it all week. I'm back and forth. I like to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, let's do it, Bob. Who do you like? Do you have our record on these? Because I think both of us have picked both of these wrong. <laughs> I <laughs> so I, far. <laughs> I I I'll have to dig them out. I'm pretty sure you're right, though. I picked Steve. I picked Steve Bay in the first fight. I know that. Yeah. I can't remember who I picked in the second fight. I think you're right. I think I picked Daniel Cormier. I think we've both. Yeah. I think we've I think both we picked both the same, and I think we've both been wrong. I think you're right. Um, yeah. So I haven't been fucking right with this yet. Um pretty decent at picking these fights, but this is a very hard fight to pick it's tough um it, i'm really on the fence because um let's let me I, set the scene for you right now stipe i don't know if you've been watching the vlogs or anything like that he looks in incredible shape the best shape i've ever seen him he looks ripped up right daniel cormier this is the oldest he's ever fought, right? He looks okay. He looks, I mean, he doesn't look super trim, but he's probably going to come in a little bit lighter. So keep that in factor. But he is 41. He's never fought at 41 before. So just keep that keep that in mind. I think Stipe, I think he's been, because, you know, he he put this fight off and said, hey, I'm, I can't train in Ohio with the COVID, and I'm just a fireman. I think he was working the whole time. I think he was, because he looks to be in phenomenal fucking shape. But DC's DC and DC's working too. So uh yeah, you got a tough fighter in hands here to pick. I, I, I love to hear your thoughts here, Dev. Let's I go. feel like the eye pokes have made a difference in both of these fights. Yep. Um I really do feel like they have made a difference in both of these fights. I think um Daniel Cormier is the better all around fighter. Um I don't think Daniel Cormier has as good of a gas tank or as good of shots shot selection with his striking as um, Stipe. I feel like DC just spams a lot of shit out there. Um, he likes to grab the hands, parry punches. You know, he'll he'll throw a, a he'll throw you know two three jabs even four in a row and then you know get you into the clinch and dirty box you. He like. I think Daniel Cormier really is like a spam striker. Like he just throws a bunch of shit out there, um, and eventually something's gonna hit. I think Stipe is a little more selective with the striking. I think Stipe is the more accurate striker. Um, I, it's hard to say because 
Daniel Cormier has definitely won the majority of these fights. Um, I think Daniel Cormier can get stuck into fighting a certain type of fight, and I don't think DC is as good as making in-fight changes um, as Stipe, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think DC has already said, you know, DC has already said that he's going to come out and wrestle. I think that's the best thing for him to do. Um, but what scares me with that is, you know, is he going to ground and pound Stipe in the first round? Probably not because DC, D, I mean, as good as DC is, we saw, even though Stipe got dominated on the ground, it wasn't like he was in any bad situations that finished the fight. Um, I don't know if DC is going to choke out Stipe or if he's going to, no. you know, ground and pound and TKO with punches him. Um, he could easily knock him out like he did in the first round. I think Stipe came out in the first fight like, I'm going to come out here, put my foot on the gas, and I'm going to use my power, I'm going to use my size, I'm going to take this fucking dude out. Um, he's a light heavyweight, I'm a heavyweight, I'm I'm the champ, I'm just going to get this fucking dude out of here. And I think that's what, what why he lost the fight. He got put in a bad situation, and DC can crack. Um, I watched the second fight back, and right at the end of the second round, Stipe hit him with this like shovel hook right to the body. It wasn't a kidney shot. It was like a rib shot. Um, and DC like winced. He dropped his guard down and started to circle out. And it was like D- at that point, I don't know how his coaches didn't pick it up. Because right when I saw it, I would go, oh, he hit him to the body and he didn't like it. It took him another round and a half to figure out, OK, I can hit him to the body and he doesn't like this. Um, I... It's really weird because Stipe could just come out and start spamming fucking body shots, spamming fucking body shots, and then try to finish him up top. Um, I don't think you know who you're going to pick. You're, you're. I don't. I don't. I haven't wrote anything down for either one of these guys. I have nothing written down. Um, Go with your gut, Dev. Go with your gut, babe. But I don't have anything written down for DC or Stipe. Um, Stipe's got 39-inch legs. He has the same leg length as Max Holloway. Yeah. Stipe, if, so it's like... If he was a guy that could throw a fucking nasty body kick and just started fucking spamming heavy shit to the midsection, I'd feel a lot more confident. Um, I really, I might switch my pick tomorrow. I might switch my pick in an hour. All right. Um, Who's your pick I right now? I have a weird fucking feeling that Stipe is going to win this fight. Um, he, like, he hasn't, like, DC's just so busy. Like, he does so much media, so much other shit outside right. of MMA while he's still fighting at the pro elite level. He's the older guy. I think he's going to come out and try to wrestle really, really hard, eventually put himself in a position. He might win the fight until he loses the fight, but I could see that happening. And I'm going to pick Stipe, but I might switch tomorrow. I really like both guys. I don't like to see either one of them lose, but this is like a this is a fight of the century. This is a, an instant classic. It's the rubber match. Um, both got finished. It's... Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick, man. I just feel I have it's, a weird feeling about Stipe. It's a tough fight. Listen, if you switch, I'm going to switch because I'm going Daniel Cormier, okay? I'm the same way with you. I'm not, I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm going DC. Here's some stats for you, right? If you think about all the great trilogies that have happened in the UFC, MMA in general, they've been kind of breaking them down this week. The UFC has. The guy who wins the second fight usually wins the third. Except one exception on my recent memory. There's only one exception. The guy that kind of broke that rule. And I'm sure there's more. I'm just saying this is off the most recent memory. A little guy named BJ Penn. Beat oh, Matt, I knew it. Beat Matt Hughes. <laughs> lost to Matt Hughes. Beat Matt Hughes. Daniel Cormier, I like that he wants to wrestle. I'm a little worried that, you know, he's 41. 
wrestling five rounds against a big, strong guy like DC or, or excuse me, Steve, you're going to get tired. Daniel Cormier hasn't wrestled like a, a an entire fight, just wrestling at heavyweight since Josh Barnett. And that's when he was Derek Lewis. Yeah. Derek Lewis. Yeah. But Derek Lewis has zero takedown offense. There was yeah. no resistance. Steve is going to fight. Steve is going to have going to work to his feet. He's in, in great shape. Um, I was back and forth on this fight. I wanted Stipe. I wanted DC. Uh, I like DC. I like Stipe. Uh, it's a tough fight, but I'm going to lean DC. I think, you know, he's going to strike a little more. I think he's going to be more patient. I think DC's hard to hit. I think he's been in there. I think he knows what Stipe has. Uh, Stipe made some great adjustments. Both fights, he's, uh, Stipe has came out really slow. And then obviously in the first fight, he got knocked out, so we couldn't really see what happened. Second fight, he came out slow as well, but then really picked it up. He got a second win, started moving his feet. Stipe does have really good footwork. Um, if you look at his Roy Nelson fight, his, his Fabrice Redoom fight, his footwork is flawless. DC um, is going to have to go hunt him, right? And, and more the better footwork Stipe has, the harder it is for DC to take him down. I just... Believe that steep or excuse me, I keep doing that. DC, when he mixes his punches with his grappling, there's no one better. I like to see DC go on top. I want kind of like that, you know. I like DC a lot. He's gonna be with the company for a while. He's gonna be announcing. He's gonna be this. He's gonna be that. So I'm rooting for DC. I'm gonna take DC. We picked the last seven fights. We're all on the same side. I had to mix it up somehow. So if you switch, I'm going to switch because the same thing can be said about Stepe. This is a really tough fight to it's pick. It's hard fight to pick. But I'm on the fence. I think DC should win this fight. Like if you were to put the odds into a machine, you know, and press the button, well, DC the, should yeah, be Yeah, the EA Sports like, simulated it on their new game, and DC won by third-round TKO. So if that means like that DC should win. But I just have a weird feeling that um, that Stipe might, might just come out. Um, and instead of keeping his hands up when those punches get parried, if he just starts going to the body early, like, and takes the wins out of his sails um, – Daniel Cormier, when Daniel Cormier gets finished, he'll he'll be doing so well, and then all of a sudden it's like it's over for him and it crashes and burns. Problem um, with problem with going <laughs> to the body with DC early is John Jones tried that in the second fight and he got cracked a lot. DC's really yep. fast with his hands in the beginning. You go to He's the body, really athletic. You go to the body like that, you're going to get hit. And Stipe gets hit a lot. He doesn't move his head great. The body shots are open. I mean, DC is a minute. Anthony Johnson hurt him to the body with a kick. Uh, John Jones hurt him by the knees, Anderson Silva, and then Stipe. So his body's there to be hit. I just think if Stipe starts doing it a little too early, he's going to get caught in the chin. Um, and Stipe, it's you know, hard, man. got a great chin. I just have a feeling. All right. It's like, now, you know, it's like, a, it's like the fucking, I hate to make this reference, but it's like the fucking dragon in the Hobbit movie with the one scale that's it. missing. Never seen if it. If you fucking, you never seen it? No, I don't oh, watch it's a great movies movie. like that. Um, but if if you hit the fuck, you know, you hit you hit the arrow in the one spot where his scale's gone, and it's a kill shot, and that's kind of how it is with DC. Yeah. Like his his he's just weak to the body. Right. Um, All right. So Dev, what I'm gonna need from you is I'm gonna need your send him home. I'm gonna need your underdog lock, and I'm gonna need your fucking mortal lock. If you had to bet your <laughs> life on who was gonna win, mortal lock. So I'm gonna need those three things. Those are extra points. Now remember. If you pick a mortal lock that's over 300, you lose a point if they lose. So I have Sugar Sean O'Malley as my mortal lock. He loses, I lose a point. We're both on we're both on that fight. So technically you would get that fight right. Or no, you would. You would I would still be negative point though. So So my You said Jim Miller was your underdog lock of the night, right? Yeah, he was, baby. Um I'm so gonna go Danny Chavez as my okay, underdog. Okay, I'll say you got JDS too. You got JDS as an underdog and John Dodson, but you're gonna go Chavez. Yeah. Oh, Dodson could be. I just 
TJ Brown is not as solid as either one of those okay. guys as far as comparison and matchups. I, I'm going to go Chavez. And we're opposite that fight, so you you would actually do you would do more damage to me if you got that. So, all right. So let me give your mortal lock or send him home, whatever one you want to do. Who's fucking ending the night early in, on Saturday night, and who who you putting all your money on? What's the difference between fucking mortal lock and send him home, or is it the same thing? No, mortal lock is just a guy's gonna win, right? You're like, I'm gonna bet my life this guy's gonna win no matter how it gets done. Send him home. You're like, hey, this dude's gonna choke him out or take his fucking head off. Send him um, home to finish. Herbert Burns for the send him home. I think All he's right. gonna finish. Um, I think he can finish by sub. That's it's an easy. Um, if Her- if Herbert Burns wins this fight, more than likely it's by sub. Right. Um, so I'm gonna go with Herbert Burns for that. And then your um, mortal lock. If your dog's life depended uh, on it, who you fucking betting on to win? That's re- that's really tough. Um, <laughs> really tough. I'm gonna leave the women's fights out of it yeah, because I think I've been that. fucked by them. Don't do that. Um, God, you know, there's none that I feel that confident with. It's really hard. Um, uh, will the old dog find the bone? Give me fucking Dodson. Dodson has a mortal lock. Very reluctantly. Yeah, but that's, that's not bad because you're going to get, you'll get like three points because of how high he is. I bet he'll go over 200. By the end, by the end of the week, I mean people are so high in Marab. I bet he'll. This is this is from Fanduel too, so I'm you can find him on other books a little higher. All right, so you we can't paint, sleep on Dodson, man. No, you, you can't, can't sleep on him. We painted the you board pretty can't. well here, so we're split on a few things. I'm looking to bring home another fucking dub. Uh, it's could it be interesting how it plays out, Dev? As always, thank you. I gotta wrap this up. I gotta go. I gotta go. Friggin' night night, bride bride, tie tie. Yeah. You'll pee tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna piss tonight. I, I mean, the water's almost gone, dude. I ain't pissing. Oh, tonight. is it? Oh, it's almost go. gone. Right, I'll, I'll finish it right Let's now in front man. of your fucking face, bro. What time? What time do these fights start? Um, so the pre, there's only one early prelim at four, and then the regular prelims start well, well, at five. Well. So they got. Hey, 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 hey! Don't do that West Coast bullshit. We're East Coast here, so you're talking about oh, seven sorry. and eight, seven and eight. You're throwing everyone off. What are they going to do for an hour, bro? <laughs> Nothing, dude. They're, it's going to start at 7. Versus. The first fight won't start till 7 fucking 30. They'll, they'll show the countdown show, all the replay shit. I don't know. I Coral, tune in, and I get tires, so pissed because I'm ready, ready for the fight. And they, they're like, first fight, 35 minutes. You're like, fuck you. Then why am, why am I here? All right, so that's it, Dev. Good show. Later, and uh, you know we'll be talking shit. And uh, let's go, Sugar Sean. Sugar Show, baby. Good stuff. Right before, you leave, right before you leave, tell me how big of a fan you are of Sugar Sean. From a one to ten, yeah, like a ten is my Max Holloway okay. or Romero. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a six point five. Yeah, you're a fucking liar. Eight point five. I'll see you. All right, <laughs> that's Ooh. Devin Tejada. We have a lot of fun. Fun show. Listen, put your bets in. Devin and I are sharps. We're fucking killers. We're competitive with each other. We both want to win more than we want to win money. So you should listen to us. That was a fun show. Subscribe. MMA Takes Podcast on iTunes, YouTube. Uh, fucking Spotify, all that shit. I'll talk to you guys later. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Come on, motherfucker, back! Come on! Come on, motherfucker! Come on! Get up!
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.